0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to our very first episode of reviewing ticket sales with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, I am joined with Connor right now. And later on on this episode, we will be joined by Kyle. And he will touch on his part of uh, ticket sales reviewing um, session. Um, but first, I want to say um, hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Ryan. And one of our goals of Um, reviewing the ticket sales was just seeing the success of the Lightning and the Buccaneers in the city of Tampa Bay, Um, whether that was during COVID, pre, um, during, or after COVID, um, and just the overall success of it and the benefits it is giving to the city. Um, With that being said, I would like to say um, thank you for Connor for stepping in and the floor is yours.
1: Hi, so uh, my name is Connor, and today some of the topics that we will be discussing that we have learned throughout the course of the past couple months is just basically how the media attention has, you know, played a big role in the communication process of bringing a lot of fans and media attention to Tampa Bay Lightning and Buccaneers, especially due to their recent success. And these are some of the topics that we will be touching on. So, so far throughout the course of the semester, our group has learned that communication plays a very large role in the increase or decrease of ticket sales. Um, social identity theory comes into play for a sports organization when they have star players and the team is successful. This would be making them a part of the in-group. And the last topic that we're going to be discussing today is COVID-19 and how it has drastically declined ticket sales for the Buccaneers and the Lightning. And then once fans were allowed to attend games again and buy tickets, um, some of these teams had very high ticket sales that they've never seen before.
0: Awesome. So with that, I am um, going to be touching on one of the UN Global Goals, um, which is number eight, which is decent work and economic growth. Um, obviously, with the success of both the Lightning and the Buccaneers within the past, you know, ten years, it is bringing um, insane amount of revenue into the city. Um, uh, the the city of Tampa alone is one of the fastest rising. Um, you know, cities in the United States. Um, and with that as well, with analyzing ticket sales, we will also be looking at television viewerships. Uh, viewerships were, were key um, as well with looking at it because not everyone was able to attend these games, whether that was with COVID, um, you know, bringing limited c- capacity to fans and uh, limited groups of people were able to grab these tickets, such as ticket season members, um, Companies, etc., um, and with that, television viewerships were at an all-time high um, during the peak of COVID. Um, when these events were going on, um, you know both the Lightning and the Buccaneers saw success with that. With that being said, it also benefits the cities, the fans of the of the teams, and more in the local Tampa Bay area and outside of it as well, since it was getting national media attention. Uh, with ESPN, NBC, Fox Sports, um, et cetera. And this was happening um, before um, Tom Brady even came into the picture with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Tampa Bay and the city already agreed to um, having the Super Bowl and it happened to be the same year that Tom Brady joined. So with that, with those two being together, um, also saw an increase in the city um, name money growth etc also attending college here um, very close to both of these teams and seeing the success and the promotions that they give um, the students such as student rush tickets um, with a simple edu email you can attend any lightning home game for a reasonable price as a college student Um, that is great because it's focusing on just that um Group identity, which is college students, and you know the inner groups. You can go even even further on um, with people who have a passion for the lightning and hockey as a whole. Um, we weren't able to find any student deals or any college deals for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but still, um, they, they still promote you know a lot of whether that's on social media, emails, etc. Um, and with that being said, uh, Connor's going to talk about television viewerships and,
1: and I'm going to also talk about some of the, uh, the revenue that the, uh, the teams produced during the, uh, the years of COVID-19 and how, um, COVID-19 affected, uh, future, uh, attendance at, at some of the games. So, um, Ryan and I and Kyle, we had reached out to someone from the Buccaneers, uh, Ticket sales staff or sales staff team. And we were in hopes to get um, a hold of them. And we weren't able to officially get a hold of them. Um, we're still in the process of trying to make something happen for this podcast. Um, but some of the information he referred us to comes from uh, Statistica.com, which just basically shows the uh, revenue that these teams earn. It's like um, in a public profile settings that um, it's available to the public for everyone to see. And some things that we found interesting was in the football season of 2019, the uh, Buccaneers only had uh, $9 million in total revenue from ticket sales. And this is something that uh, you can gather came directly from COVID. When COVID-19 came into play... Um, A lot of teams, including the Buccaneers and the Lightning, were not able to have uh, full stadiums at all of attendance. Uh, They were basically playing in just closed stadiums with no um, way to watch the games besides on TV. And that could play a large part in the increase of the TV viewership that happened over the span of those two years. Um, But the first stat I would like to bring up is um, in 2020, the Tampa Buccaneers only produced $9 million in total revenue. And then um, this could be playing into the part of also when media attention uh, comes into play. Tom Brady joined the Tampa Buccaneers in March of 2020. And then the following season, just in 2021 alone, the Tampa Buccaneers recorded their highest revenue um, in ticket sales of $68 million. And that is the highest um, since 2017 when the Buccaneers recorded $57 million total in revenue and now another interesting fact uh, this is uh, according to statistica again um t- discussing the revenue of the Tampa Bay Lightning from 2005 and 6 to 2020 to 2021 um, in 2019 and 2020, the Lightning actually recorded very high um, revenue profits right before COVID-19 uh, affected the team. At, before COVID-19 had, uh, affected the team, they were producing $125 million in total revenue. Whereas on the later part of the season, when COVID-19 um, hit Tampa Bay and hit the country, um, they went to only $80 million of total revenue. Um, another thing that I would like to touch on now is um, the social identity theory and how star players, when um, in Tampa Bay, they increase the ticket sales. So as previously mentioned, when Tom Brady came into um, Tampa Bay in March of 2020, they produced their highest number of ticket sales. This can also be seen with the Lightning, um, with their actual success on the ice, as well as the stars such as Steven Stamkos being on our team, Um, this actually increased the overall amount of just ticket sale prices in general. So this source comes from the Tampa Bay Times. Um, As the Lightning playoff ticket prices and TV ratings went up from last year during their Stanley Cup run, the average resale ticket cost for games 3 and 4 against the Rangers shot past $450, and this is more than a 50% leap from 2021. Um, And this is just due to the more recent success Total media comfort or coverage, Um, because if a team is just, they're part of what's considered the out group in our topic, which would be if you have a losing record, you don't have many star players on your team, uh, you're not doing as, or you're not being as successful as you uh, can, or you're not reaching up to your full potential. then this, is, this basically allows you to become a part of the out-group. And when you're in the out-group, you're not getting that um, nationwide coverage that you would that the Tampa Bay Bucks and Lightning both got from their star players and from just the recent success. And another team that we didn't touch on as much, but we definitely knew about and a lot of Tampa Bay knew about, was also the Rays. Whenever the Rays were in the, uh, the World Series, they were bringing in some very high numbers as well compared to um, what they usually see um, throughout the regular season.
0: Yeah, Connor. I mean, I like I like how you brought in, you know, you tied in with the websites, uh with the ticket sales and everything. And it's it's very interesting to see how these two big big names of the Buccaneers and the Lightning both went about um their ways with things. I mean, the the Lightning have have always had success the past, you know, 10 years, whether that's winning championships or just getting into the playoffs. And so they've always had a steady increase with like and uh, with with their ticket sales and viewerships, but obviously um, with them winning back-to-back just recently, obviously we're seeing an increase with that. And it's very interesting looking at, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because before Tom Brady came, they were were pretty much a mediocre team in the NFL. Um, They had really no big name players on their team. Um, It was more of an away environment for every team that came down. a lot of the fans there were, um, you know, supporting the other team instead of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, and it's interesting now looking at it, how a big a big name player like Tom Brady, for example, leaving um, New England and coming down to Tampa Bay and then winning a Super Bowl, you know, in his first year in the city of Tampa, um, obviously is playing a big factor in why we're seeing an in- increase in ticket sales. And it's very um it's very funny now how season ticket members are locked in with Tom Brady's contract as well. Um, they're locked in for the two to three years, um, which is the same as Tom Brady's contract. And it's very, very interesting on how the Buccaneers are trying to keep keep the city of Tampa um, known to everyone and like the fans that, you know, once you're locked into these tickets, like you're going to be locked in instead of you know, trying to give it to other people or like other fans of different teams and stuff like that. Whereas like, you don't see that with the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Tampa Bay Lightning, you know, they stay consistent with their fans and everything. Um, Very, very rarely will you see um, that arena um, filled with a bunch of away fans um, the past 10 years, whereas it was quite different with the Buccaneers um, before Tom Brady came. Um, and obviously, like these star players are going to play a big factor with that. And, you know, the Lightning do a great job, in my opinion, on advertising the ticket sales, especially to the college students. I mean, that's a great area to look at and develop and even to get like the name out. Um, I know every home Lightning game that they win, they advertise free Chick-fil-A right after it. Um, so that's a great um, tool that the Lightning do for every home game that they win, just to reach out to, you know, newer fans, um, et cetera. Like you don't even have to be at the game and you know, all right, the Lightning won. All right, I'll open up my app and I'll get free Chick-fil-A and that'll increase, you know, television viewership. And if, you know, these individuals have money, they'll they'll want to go to the game, um, etc. cetera. Um, and with that, um, you know, the, the Buccaneers, we really couldn't find anything that stood out like promotion wise, but, um, they definitely probably do. Um, you know, obviously they both, the, both the lightning and the Buccaneers, they both, you know, want to increase ticket sales and viewerships. And it's very interesting on how they both are doing it, but at a different rate, um, with that. So Connor, I mean, you can touch on anything that I missed, um, or bring up.
1: Uh, One thing I thought that was really interesting that the actually the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did during this time frame of COVID 19 was whenever um, they weren't really able to sell out the stadium how they would like to for the Super Bowl when it was in Tampa Bay, they actually allowed the first responders that were in the hospitals during COVID-19 to actually come in and get to enjoy the game and basically get their mind off of it for a little bit and just enjoy watching the Bucks win the Super Bowl. And that's something great that I think the organization as a whole did, even though they were um, down on like the revenue. And instead of basically giving this whole section away just to fans or whoever else could get into the arena at that time, they basically filled up a lot of sections with first responders. I thought that was a really cool thing through our research that we actually um, we discovered. And um another thing I want to start touching into now, um Kyle's definitely going to get into a lot of this more later, but it's basically just um how COVID-19 uh how that season just uh, for the Lightning and the Bucks just affected future ticket sales. Um the first thing that we could do- we could talk about that we'd already definitely touched on was the TV viewership of both the Lightning and Bucks. Uh they increased drastically during that time frame. Um during that time frame, um as mentioned before, there wasn't a lot of um games you could go to. There was honestly no games you could go to. So this is why a lot of uh, gambling online increased, ticket sale viewerships increased. Um, and that was just something that was solely dependent on how COVID-19 was affecting these sports organizations. Um, it also does help um, that both the teams were just happening to do very well at this time. Um, because as you've seen now, um, some of the, the TV viewership has gone down, especially this season. With the other uh, Buccaneers, I think holding a five and six record at the moment, um, they're not looking as good as they usually have, and um, it's basically def- it's definitely affecting their TV viewerships and um, ticket sales. Versus when everybody was so excited, whenever the stadium was allowing fans back into the arenas, everybody was so excited to come back and just enjoy their time with the team and just you know just go with your families, friends and just get to enjoy being back in a, you know a public
0: environment and watch the games. Um with that with that being said Connor, I mean I like how you brought up you know COVID because you know if COVID never happened well, are we going to really be talking about this project right now? I'm um, especially with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the lightning. Um you know COVID-19 was a, a big cost to the to the nation and worldwide and Honestly, when we analyze this project even more, COVID nineteen actually benefited both the Lightning and the Buccaneers um, with bringing in the, like we, we've been talking about the viewerships, newer fans, um, and ticket sales. Obviously, were at an all time high. I mean, both of these teams ended up winning a championship. Uh, you know, in the span of 365 days. I mean, it was called Champa Bay down um, in this area for a reason just because they saw the success in both of these teams Um, and it's really was interesting looking at it how you know COVID-19 did benefit um, you know not only the Lightning but more importantly the Buccaneers out of both of these teams Um, because quite honestly I think if we're looking at this now and if Tom Brady never signed with the Buccaneers I think we would still be looking at the trend of seeing a lot more away fans at the Buccaneers game, less TV viewerships, and not that big market of you know the Buccaneers as it is right now. And with looking at the Lightning even more, um, you know their success has been dating back since they honestly drafted Steven Stamkos, and when they came into the NHL in the late nineties, um, they constantly have been you know to the championships or in the playoffs. So. COVID-19, you know, was a little hiccup for a lot of lightning, especially because they had to go play in Canada and, you know, not in the city of Tampa. And they ended up winning, you know, one of their championships and the cup in in, um, Canada, in Edmonton, Alberta, um, compared to the second one that they won, which was, you know, in Tampa Bay and which, you know, pushed fans, you know you know, to attend these games and spend more money and increase viewerships because they wanted to see and witness this, witness um, the Lightning win it in front of their eyes in the city of Tampa compared to, you know, Edmonton, Alberta.
1: Um, one other thing I would like to mention, um, just to go back a little bit. So in case any of our viewers don't know basically what I was talking about earlier with the social identity theory, um, a good definition to use for that is um, the in-group basically consists of like, Diehard fans, uh, season ticket holders, uh, people who watch every game, who watch or listen to every game on the radio—that um, would basically be the in-group, and that's what um, we've discussed. The Tampa Bay Lightning and the Buccaneers have been a large majority of um, out of all of the teams. They've definitely taken up a large chunk of that media attention. Um, and then for the out group, which the Buccaneers haven't been in a long time. And that could be dated back even to like the, uh, the Josh Freeman era. when We weren't really one of the big teams, like a, a team for other teams to worry about a team that got, you know, a lot of primetime games. Um, that would be a, us considered the out group. And that could also be known as like, just, you know, fair weather fans, um, casual attendees who just, you know, maybe come to like a game a year just cause it's a hometown team. Um, and a good example of a team, um, that is definitely a part of the out group right now would be like the Houston Texans. Um, honestly, you never hear any information about them besides if you really, really follow all the football teams. Um, and this can just be related to how big that we don't even realize the Bucks are. A lot of people that live in Florida don't even realize how big and successful this team has grown over the past couple seasons. Um, and this also just plays attention to social identity theory. Um, without this media attention, without this coverage, Um, Without just star players coming in to make us the in group, you have fans literally traveling all the way from New England just to see Tom play or Brady play and to come spend some time in Tampa because Florida's always been a great state to come to for vacationing over the summer. But now this isn't just a state people come to vacation in on the in the summer or to go down to the beach. They come just to see our sports teams now, just because of how part of the in group we've become. And if you're a fan of hockey, Lightning, baseball we have some of the best teams in the country at the most, uh, the highest level, professional level. And that has basically just really played a huge part in just our success, TV viewerships, ticket sales, uh, revenue, everything. And it's it's a great time to live in Tampa Bay. And so um, now I would basically like to uh, transition this over to Kyle. And Kyle is going to go over some of the information um, that he touched on for his part of the uh, project and presentation, and I'll let Kyle take it away.
2: As someone who uh, follows baseball more and can tell you everything about that, um, I did have to go look up to confirm that the Houston Texans were actually a football team. And my goodness, are they not doing too hot. So yes, I would absolutely consider that to be part of the outgroup for the Buccaneers here. I love how you guys touched on COVID, and I would like to uh, roll back there real quick. If we're thinking about the social identity theory and the groups that we made, the in-group and the out-group, imagine you're a part of the in-group, and the one thing that you really love, the one thing that you yearn for, is to go to the games. Whether you're a season ticket holder or a diehard fan, uh, those two likely coincide with one another. And then, all of a sudden, the one thing that allows you to go to the games gets stripped away from you because of the COVID pandemic. So, obviously, the TV viewership is going to skyrocket, but it doesn't stop there because if you think about it, you're sitting at home, you're watching the games, you're like, I could be there, I could be in the stands right now, I could be watching these games, Um, I could be supporting my team right there, but you can't, you literally cannot, it is illegal for you to do so. So, of course, as soon as it is made legal to do so again, those ticket sales are going to skyrocket, whether it be regular tickets or um, season tickets. And you know, of course, we just absolutely slammed that season. So you know, that's going to help as well. I'm sure if uh, our 2020 season did not pan out the way that it went, uh, it could have been a little different. But the Bucks actually did double their uh, ticket sales like ever that year for the revenue in 2021. And I believe the Lightning got either very close or did triple it. So the COVID pandemic really did affect the seasons positively for both of these teams, and it is really quite a sight to see. But when you look at all the elements, it really makes sense when you think about it. And on top of that, after we got Tom Brady, the Brady fever ensued in Tampa. It was absolutely nuts. Now, I'm not gonna sit here and say that, you know, Tampa had this wild financial increase and tourist increase and living increase all because of Tom Brady, but I would be remiss if I didn't say that he wasn't a huge part of it. Because, I mean, one time I was at the dry cleaners and I saw a guy leaving with just a Tom Brady jersey. Like, it, it, it... It went crazy, you know, I I don't go a day in public without seeing somebody in a Brady shirt or a Brady jersey Uh, We are obsessed over here There are actually plenty of benefits though uh things like acquiring tom brady winning the super bowl winning the stanley cup and just having an overall great year for tampa sports it pretty much makes the team financial powerhouses for the city and uh, creates a much more sustainable living for tampa as a whole gives our city good press and uh, allows us to climb the ranks of the best cities in florida um, i'm not saying it's the full reason but before we won the super bowl i mean we were in the lower top tens of the best cities to live in florida like daytona was beating us um, i'm pretty sure orlando beat us on a couple of lists but you know after this crazy 2020 year we we've been first pretty consistently in a lot of these things better than uh miami better than all those cities and it's uh it's really cool to see uh, obviously we are you know building our infrastructure to be more of a mega city as well but i mean a lot of that revenue can be acquitted to the teams they 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 have brought in a lot of revenue for us which is uh really impressive you know as it The more you win, the more revenue you bring in. And it's just as simple as that. Going back to the almighty social identity theory, uh, basically what we based our entire project off of, um, it really ties in with social media as well, social media use and the way that they market towards the people who use this social media. Um, It's directly related to group identity, especially for the generation that is used to having uh, social media right at their fingertips. The Buccaneers and Lightning will market towards these individuals to increase the ticket sales and television ratings. Both teams' recent success is paving the way to record sales and viewers, even with obstacles facing them such as the COVID-19 pandemic. Again, social identity and social media are critical. In the article in our references, Growing as Social Beings, how social media is used for college sports and is associated with college students' group identity and collective self-esteem, touches on how marketing towards a younger generation such as college students is key with social identity. Tampa Bay Lightning have done a great job in doing so when it comes to advertising their ticket sales on social media. Right before they have a home game, they offer student rush tickets. Uh, As Ryan touched on earlier, if you have an email ending in uh, EDU, the tickets are cheap and it has led to a great student turnout throughout the years. Now, that's marketing within itself because if you think about it, uh, students are going to post at the game. Students are very active on social media. They're going to take pictures with their friends. Uh, They're gonna post on their story. And then, uh, you know, jealousy can come into play. People will be like, well, that looks kinda fun. You know, maybe I wanna go to a game. And all of a sudden, that starts trickling. It's a trickle effect. So marketing to people who use social media just creates an infinite line of marketing for these teams because people are going to post. That's just the way it is. Even the most famous people post when they're at a game. Like when a comedian is in town, for example, they'll post that they went to a Bucks game or they'll talk about it on stage. And, you know, some people look up to people like Bill Burr or Sebastian Maniscalco and they'll go to a Bucks game just because they said that they did or they posted that they did. It's really, really something. It's... it's it just creates this trickle effect where they barely have to do any work themselves to to market. It, they, they leave it in the hands of the people that they're marketing towards. And the Buccaneers are great about this as well. Uh, they update. The the game scores on social media, um, and that's crucial because you know, for people who don't have time to watch it on TV, maybe they want to keep up with the games, so they view their stories and they like their posts and they engage with that stuff. And because the Buccaneers and the Lightning have millions of followers on social media, they do get a little bit of money from this as well. But the thing is is when they post highlights, when they post big game things on social media, things that get people riled up and excited, it's going to have a greater turnout at the games, and that's just the way it is. There are teams that are absolutely wonderful at this, and there are teams that are not so good at this, and simply you can see by the amount of people in their audience. As I said when I first came on the podcast, I'm more of a baseball guy, and my example of a horrible turnout would be the Oakland Athletics baseball team. They have record-setting lows for attendance, and obviously location comes into play with that. But if you look at their social media, it's not really anything flashy. They don't really post, like, big game things, and they, they update the scores, but... You know, it's it's mostly just with their generic background, but the Bucks make it fun, the Lightning make it fun. You go through their stories on game day, you're gonna see exactly what happened and why it happened and why the score is that, is that number. And you're gonna see a lot of supportive fans in the comments like, let's go, you know, we, we got this kind of thing. And that energy creates something for the people so they will go to games. It's, it's, it's fascinating really that just minimal, minimal marketing on social media can create such an uprise in people going to these games. It, it, it's it's incredible. And obviously with the championships that they win, the championships play a huge role into this. It makes fans passionate. It makes them like, we got it this year. You know, There are teams uh, in the NFL and the NHL uh, who have never won a championship. And if you go to their Instagrams and their comment sections It's kind of sad like they'll post Something and people will be like Yeah we don't got it you know like it's not Going to happen kind of thing like People start to lose hope but When you see all of a sudden Oh my goodness my hometown teams are doing Good you get a lot of bandwagon fans As well and I'm Not ashamed to admit that uh, At least for the Bucks I was a little bit Of a Brady bandwagon I jumped right On the train as soon as we acquired Tom Brady I was like "Mm." team will go somewhere kind of thing and i mean we did so you know i'm I'm not ashamed to admit that at all but if you think about it um all of these things bring in revenue increase ticket sales and that's why all of these teams got in to such an uprise of ticket sales, and I mean, with the COVID thing playing into it, I mean, without that, they probably wouldn't have doubled and tripled their all-time ticket sales, but there definitely would have been an increase, uh, probably towards the playoffs, but regardless, it's, it's just crazy how much tickets these teams sold, like, it, it, but I mean, to wrap it up and bring everything back, it's like, why does it even matter? I mean, obviously, we've said that it's it creates a financial powerhouse for these teams, and it brings a lot of good press to Tampa, and it helps us climb the city ranks, but all in all, does that really matter? And my answer is yes, it does. It absolutely does, because... Tampa teams have fought a really long time to be taken seriously. I mean, the Lightning have always been good, um, but obviously they've had their off-seasons. But a lot of the Tampa teams were conceived far later in the game than you know when the game was invented Uh, the rays were created in 1995 and baseball's been around since like the 1800s and we've had the dodgers and the braves and the yankees around since the 1800s you know so it is just really awesome to see that these ticket sales are increasing because it it, we're filling up seats we're filling up seats in the tampa sports and once again this in chain affects the city brings more good press to the city brings more revenue to the city and it is just an an, a never-ending chain of positive things there's marketing there's marketing within people more people are going to go to the games it benefits the teams it benefits the citizens and it benefits the city there is No downside to this, besides the players having to play a little bit harder, but that's what they live for. That's what they want to do. They don't want to play for a team that's not even going to be contended for playoffs and just completely ruin their contention halfway through the season. They want to play for a team that has a chance, that, that you know has some star players on it that can really carry them to a championship. Um, if you've ever watched hockey or football and you've watched the Stanley Cup or the uh, Super Bowl, you you got to gotta look at the polarizing views of each, each um, sideline. The team that wins, they rush out to the field, they dogpile, they're freaking out. It is literally the most excitement that somebody can have, while the other team is absolutely devastated that they just lost at the world title for their sport. And that's why it's important to have ticket sales, because the fans motivate the players. The players motivate the fans. It's just going to be that way forever. So the fact that our teams are doing good, we're increasing ticket sales. And then the city gets an increase in popularity and now Tampa's slowly becoming a metropolitan city with some really good sports teams. And honestly, it's great. It's like I said, it benefits all parties. So go Bucks, go Lightning, and thank y'all for listening. And go Rays too.